You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network. Please press any key to continue. You don't know about the, the other side of the pyramid? The fifth side? It's called the floor, you dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to make sure he realizes there is a fifth side of the pyramid. And I believe none of them, which makes me an expert. Hello, everyone. This is Chris from the Couch Brotators introducing a new series here. Uh, I am a firm believer in conspiracy theories, so I decided to bring in someone I met in the middle of the fucking nowhere woods who actually is a local here in Charlotte. Uh, uh, Go ahead and introduce yourself, Quinn. How's it going? My name's Quinn. Um, big into conspiracy theories, and I think it's the funniest thing considering how we met in West Virginia. Meanwhile, we only lived like 30 minutes away from each other. Yes, and that's how I meet most of my friends in Charlotte. It's in other states. <laughs> you got to go to other dance. states to meet people. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> the social media got me that way. Got to love it. So this one, we're going to be doing a new uh, side series for the Couch Potatoes slash Something Good For You Network. If you're in the Discord, please let us know what uh, you want to hear next. Um, yeah, so just going into it, we'll be talking about um, a iceberg of conspiracy theories. This is a series uh, we'll be diving into each little conspiracy later on, episode by episode. But in a broad way, we're just going to shoot some of the big ones and the little ones. So, um, Quinn, what's the, what's the biggest one that you think well, is think is the best i think like the most obvious one is still probably like how 9-11 was like an inside job yes uh, we, we talked about that before in an older episode uh so do you think bush did it i think there was considering the insurance policy that was taken out on the buildings at the time right mm-hmm. before i believe so there was also pending investigations going on with the fbi mm-hmm. uh because the fbi office ended up being in one of the other smaller uh trade center buildings that collapsed so, I mean, the government's done certain things to cover things, but has done different actions to cover certain events up numerous times. I mean, one great example, um, the name is escaping me right now, but it was a whole operation the FBI was involved in from 1969 up until 1979. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the infiltration of civil rights groups. Yes. Um that that's a that's a actually not even a conspiracy theory. That's an actual thing that yep. happened, mm-hmm. which is which is kind of what I like about the overarching storyline of conspiracy theories. There are true things about conspiracy theories, but they overtake it in the long run. Exactly. Um, so, well, go, going into nine eleven, um, I was in sixth grade and watched it live. I was in New York when it happened. I was in kindergarten. Oh fuck! Yeah, New York. Dude. New York? Uh, about 45 minutes outside of the city. Oh, shit. Um, with traffic, it's an hour because, you know, yeah. nobody can fucking drive. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I actually remember I was in kindergarten and I didn't know what the hell was happening. Mm-hmm. I just saw everybody kind of, it was like the whole mood shifted within like three hours because, mm-hmm. you know, school started at 8 o'clock and by the time 9, 30, 10 o'clock rolled in, um, it was like, Everybody was solemn, silent, and there was just parents pouring into the hallway. People were screaming, crying. Next thing I know, my mom's taking me out of class, go out the front door of my elementary school, like past the office and all that shit, and I wind up um, seeing, God, there had to be at least 15 or 20 cop cars out there, SWAT teams all over, 
Dude, it, it looked like it, it made me think of fucking U.S. Marshals with Tommy Lee Jones. Yes, because it just looked like that much was being put into it. Like I was like, we gotta oh, find that motherfucker. <laughs> I was like, damn, dude, who got away? Was it Wesley Snipes or Harrison Ford this time? Yeah. <laughs> you know, a few people know those are both, those are both like consensual universes. Like, oh yeah, the, <laughs> I explained it to somebody. They're like, what? That's the same goddamn movie. I'm yeah, like, it's same the, fucking people, man. It's the same people. It's the same story. It's, it's all, just it's all fiction. It, it's basically like Law and Order. Like it's basically the no no NCIS is even better. The, it's no. the same thing every episode. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I was in sixth grade when that happened. Uh, we <laughs> so the intercom came on, and we had uh, channels one, two, three, and four, which were learning channels. So if you turned on channel four, it was like a learning channel for high schoolers, or channel three for middle school and stuff like that. Uh, my teacher wasn't from here. My teacher was from North Ireland. Wow, and uh, had a lot to say yeah. about the American institution system, yeah, uh, <laughs> education system, uh, but. We had turned on the TVs, and the first tower had been hit. Um, there were uh, ground. There were on the news. They had said that the United States had started grounding planes. Okay, not a big deal. Like, not a thing that we like in sixth grade. You don't really give a shit. Of course not. About anything. No. <laughs> uh, but our teacher. This is the first time I ever heard the term terrorist attack in like reverence. And she's like, "Oh, that's a terrorist attack. America's being attacked." And like she can't. Like she called it immediately this is before the news even had the word terrorist written on the fucking thing oh yeah well especially coming from northern ireland she went through the troubles of the 70s yeah. and 80s yeah. so I she already knew that, that shit, shit. who's big into the irish history i just keep laughing at her <laughs> i'm just like i like i like having like irish car bomb <laughs> <laughs> i i do enjoy an Irish. <laughs> about as much as a protestant on a wednesday <laughs> but uh no, nah, man, it, it is a it is a very like visceral experience because it's one of the conspiracies we've lived through. Yeah. Um, now, so like that is like the tippy top of like the most latest uh, conspiracy theories. That and the invasion of Iraq. Yeah. We, uh, so, go ahead, and tell me what do you think? Like in like a short few words, like do you believe that it was like basically? Do you think the government was involved? in the planning or the actual attack itself? I feel like they were involved in the planning. Um, Mm -hmm. The attack itself, I feel like they kind of took a back seat too, except for certain parts. Like if the uh, building didn't go down the proper way, they already had detonation charges set up. Because if you look at some of the footage, you'll see windows getting blown out, but from floors way beneath where the actual fires are. And growing up with family members that were police officers and even firemen, it's surreal to hear even them going there's no way that could have exploded from that distance yeah that's about eight floors down and i'm seeing glass and things flying out and the actual wreckage is way above it there's no way the flames could have reached that point to where they were blowing out windows well below them and after you see that that's when it collapses so i had gone down a different type of rabbit hole uh altogether i'm eager to hear that so so i'm uh, i love conspiracy theories as someone who loves history yeah and went to school for it so I, yeah. I treat conspiracy theories as historical fan fiction. Really, it is though. <laughs> yeah. So so it, it, it bothers me that like people are ardent believers of some of these, but I do understand like you want answers yeah. that you can't get, well, and I understand and I totally understand the secrecy behind a lot of this. Um, but my favorite theory about nine eleven is the government fostered a conspiracy. That, yeah. That the failures of the government itself is the conspiracy. That the government cannot protect the United States people enough and that they let the gateways open 
and the flood came through. So that so it's not a conspiracy of the government's involved in an insidious way. The government's just negligent. <laughs> yes. The government is very negligent. It's like a teenage babysitter not paying attention to the infant that's trying to climb into the oven. It's the uh, <laughs> it's the George Bush biting conspiracy of a is either oh, it's a elaborate conspiracy to enslave the American people. Or they're just really dumb. You can't have both. Like you can't I, call this guy dumb I, as shit. And then like he not he he orchestrated not eleven I mean, from a kindergarten class. I, I, I used to say I used to say I'm like you knew some shit was about to go down when uh, when W would come up to the podium all squinty like. <laughs> I love George W. Bush. I know I, he's a, I know he's a war criminal. But he, God he, damn, he was he's like fun. he was like, honestly he was the funniest president. He was the unintentional comedian of the Oval Office yeah. right there. And Dick Cheney was kind of like the responsible older brother trying to keep him in line. And uh, he's funny as uh, in fifth grade the year before we had went to dc for a field trip and the next year 9-11 happened and that school had stopped doing (laughs) (laughs) after 9-11 i'm just like jesus well it's a good thing we didn't have to pay for plane tickets this time huh fellas (laughs) oh yeah Yeah, plane prices but um, another part of the conspiracy i like is so you've heard of the inquirer the tabloid magazine with the coolest fucking stories in it. Oh my god! The bad kid, Elvis is still alive, getting blowjobs oh, yeah. from Ann Margaret's corpse. Like, <laughs> just all kinds of, just all kinds of crazy shit. Oh yeah, of course. Um, my favorite story is the story of the Inquirer, which is part of the 9/11 conspiracy itself. So the Inquirer, being a tabloid, like guerrilla journalism, they were. So they so. They did have true stories in the Inquirer. I don't know if you've ever actually picked up an Inquirer magazine from like when you were a kid, like saw it on the oh yeah, of when course. you were at the grocery store with your mom or dad, and you see like the rack. It's like People Magazine in the bottom. It's like the Inquirer I or the love, Express or some shit like that. I always love seeing the headlines, the taglines. The was the yeah. one that kept showing up. I, I remember. That I even saw. I don't know if you ever saw. So I married an axe murderer. Yes, that the pregnant man gives birth. There was yeah. actually a National Inquirer I saw when I was in South Florida. I think it was in Key West in like a Walmart somewhere, mm-hmm. and I saw that it was almost the exact same cover and I'm like did they just rehash an idea from the 90s so yeah the Pentaverate remember that story (laughs) they made that into a Netflix show no shit no way Um, Michael Myers joke from a movie from the 90s is now a Netflix (laughs) movie called the Pentaverate because I love that That, that's the the conspiracy series that's the conspiracy guy right there oh Oh, the world's ran by the Pentaverate oh my god the Gettys the Rybox. The, the Rothschilds. The Rothschilds. And the Colonel before he went tits up. <laughs> How could you hate the Colonel? Because he puts an addictive substance in his chicken that's like crack smart ass. Yeah. <laughs> so the Inquirer around, uh, right after September 11th, uh, the Inquirer has a large archive of footage of everything that people send in. Videotapes, oh, photos, yeah. negatives, and stuff like that. They actually have the only negative photograph of Elvis in his casket because one of Elvis's cousin took a photo during the funeral. Holy shit. And they published it and they have the negatives for it because they bought it. Wow. Because it's that kind of journalism. It's like, what's the most macabre, fucked up thing? Oh, yeah. Uh, but they also they they were uh, they were actually based in Florida near Tallahassee. No shit. That so, explains a lot. Then. So um, <laughs> shortly after 9 11, you know. Uh, if you you might remember, but uh, the threat levels in colors, green, yes. green yellow, orange, red. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. So, uh, so you also remember the anthrax attacks that were happening. Yes. Um, are we not the ones in Japan? Because the ones in Japan were in the early the 90s. ones that were sent to congressmen here. That's right through the yeah. mail. Yeah. yeah. So uh, during that time, the Inquirer received a package 
Oh, Jesus. And inside that package was anthrax. And a People magazine underneath it. Yeah. <laughs> but before, months before that, the Inquirer said they had video footage of someone who recorded 9-11 plane one and two with a little bit better quality who were on top of buildings near the World Trade Center because in New York, people were constantly filming stuff. Yeah, of And course. that's how we got a lot of the footage is people were just like the government rounded up footage. Hey, if you got it, give it to us. We need it for investigation purposes. Of course. You know, you need, but they, they, the Inquirer will say, this is the Zapruder film of the World Trade Center that no one's seen. <laughs> they got it before the government got a hold of it. And they're saying, uh, and this is where the conspiracy comes in. Uh, the conspiracy is the first plane wasn't a 747 or a 777 whatever the fuck it was yeah their their conspiracy story is this was an ac-130 an attack ship that is designed by the u.s military and that was what would hit the building a version of an ac-130 filled with possible explosives yeah of course um and they said the second plane is not exactly a delta united well, no, United flight. It was something. It was a plane that was painted very oddly. Yeah, and flown into the building. And that—that's the conspiracy right there. And then, a few months later, they get the anthrax package. And because it's anthrax, and it's two thousand late two thousand one Christmas time, two thousand two, mm-hmm. the United States government uh, kind of scrambled to that building and shut everything down. To this day. That building is still abandoned because right beside it is a giant Christmas tree that they supply. Like the Inquirer would always build this giant Christmas tree for the people of the neighborhood, and that's when it got raided a little bit after Christmas time. Damn, dude! And it's still empty to this day, and they can't go in because of the anthrax. Damn, dude! And that's the story. That's insane. Like they also have. They said they also had footage of uh, like just different type of conspiracies. They had videotape evidence of John DeLorean being handed crack cocaine. What the fuck? Uh, to, to ruin his career in the oh automobile my. industry. Oh my god! The, they said they had the plans. They well, had I the, mean, they had the last uh, living plans of the car that was powered by water. I don't know if you've heard that story. I like, I haven't heard about that. Um, but that that what you just said about John DeLorean reminds me of Tucker. Uh, when he was coming out, uh, he was one of the um, first independent uh, automobile manufacturers. There's a movie uh, with Jeff Bridges in it, and I can't remember the name of it right now. But it's about him and how he started his business. He's this dude literally was building cars up in a fucking barn. He had a yeah. whole assembly line set up in his barn. Mm-hmm. And what ended up happening is that he believes, and most of the common belief is that Ford and Chevrolet both were sabotaging his plans Mm -hmm. or they were going in stealing his ideas in the middle of the night because he would go out to go take a look at one of the blueprints he had for one of his cars and it would end up being put on this guy actually uh came up with the concept of having three headlights and having um i think the steering wheel on the passenger side and having that as the uh, modern automobile and Ford really loved it because they knew they, it was going to sell. They tried to make him an offer. He said, no, this is my idea. So, you know, what, what's one thing that happens in American uh, business is that, well, if you can't beat him, you got to fuck him over. <laughs> well, that's the story of Dodge, actually. Oh, Dodge, really? Dodge came from Chevrolet, the Dodge brothers, and they created their own product and ended up working with, like, Chrysler and all that shit. So. Right, right. Uh, but, yeah, that was, that was just, like, the rabbit hole I went down into. Dude, I'm that's just like Because it's, it's like, is there evidence of a... Like good, like good footage. Now it's two thousand one. Handheld cameras are good Not to bad. an extent, but can you imagine that guy who took that video? Who was only like a block away, just watching? Yeah, it was like, like on top of a roof, you know, just taking probably you know 
like personal footage of the World Trade Center because yeah, just you know, to take a look at the skyline. And people pretty. forget, and people forget, like not only was it the largest towers, it was one of the most empty ones. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of offices like people think there were. And um, um, I think it was Tower Two, was it that had the whole on like restaurant shops, all yeah. that stuff? Because um, uh, we also hear about uh, World Trade Center Seven. We'll trade yes, seven, which is the building that was adjacent to them, who also that also went down. That was also next to the uh, the Marriott Hotel, mm. if I remember correct. And you know, we'll go a little bit more deep dive into that. Oh yeah, if we uh, you know continue on the series. But uh, my favorite, what of my favorite? I talk to my friend uh, Alex and stuff about it all the time. It's uh, the story of uh, JFK, which is like the <laughs> cons- like, is the conspiracy. I'm just thinking about the the conversation we had where it was the C- the fucking Secret Service agent that yes. fucked up. Just oh no. Yeah, so so the uh, the the Secret Service agent. So the story is, uh, I think I've said it here before, but uh, just a quick re- uh, refresh. Uh, the Secret Service had got drunk the night before because <laughs> at that time JFK was traveling constantly. And as we know, the Secret Service cannot be trusted in the United States uh, uh. because they are unreliable. They've had multiple presidents being shot and killed. Uh, <laughs> hey, we did our best, okay? It's not our fault. Yeah, like, like a dude ran up on Reagan and was like, tap, tap. And it was just like, that's Ronald fucking Reagan. He just shot this man. He just yeah. popped up. <laughs> one, dude almost got, one, one dude almost popped fucking uh, Clinton. Oh shit! Yeah, you're right. And also, one guy, one guy broke into the fucking White House while Obama was in. So the Secret Service aren't very good at their job, and like, and like the longevity of an agency. Hell no! It's not even that secret. Like, and, and what's ironic too is they they, they were started out, out of the ashes of uh, President Garfield getting shot at point blank range, yeah. and it's like they still have the same track record. Yeah, like you think the President of the United States would have a guy like, hey. Uh, let's not let's not go there. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe you shouldn't walk that. Oh, he's still going. Well, all right, that's on you then. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you know the whole like Abe Lincoln conspiracy. You know, like, <laughs> he went to the bathroom and forgot. <laughs> oh, what did I miss? Oh shit! Oh yeah. fuck! <laughs> I love the joke. It's like Mary Todd Lincoln. You never take me any place anywhere. He's like, God damn it, woman! You're blowing my. You're splitting my fucking head open with this. Let's just go. Let's just go, let's just go out, bitch. <laughs> I can't. I can't stand this bitch. If somebody would blow my brains out, <laughs> yeah. I'd welcome it at this yeah. point. And then, <laughs> but uh, so uh, JFK was known for traveling, as he does, uh, and the Secret Service decided, you know, to take a nightcap. Because they just landed in Loving, Texas, the day before, and this is like where the conspiracy part comes in. Because there's that whole there's that whole speech JFK gives um, in Dallas about uh, basically secret organizations, yes, yes, and running all, government, yeah, and yes. it's all ominous and shit. Because I always they always play some weird like synth music in the background every yeah. time it plays. Of course, yeah. it's gonna sound fucking ominous. You, you gotta you have that emotional appeal. You gotta make somebody feel engaged. Yeah, you gotta play that fucking uh, that uh, that sound in horror movies that yeah. make you really uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you play that on a SpongeBob episode. It's gonna make it uncomfortable. <laughs> you got uncomfortability breeds like you know attention. That's why. Yeah. So uh, they got drunk the night before. The rookie did not. The new guy on the team. So, so <laughs> he's around, a DD. <laughs> around this time, it's 1963. The uh, what is now that we know now is the M16 mm-hmm. is very popular. Uh, so the Secret Service have a couple of those ready to rock. Um, now this is a new gun. We can see we see M16 AR15 variant all the time. It's like a Barbie for men. You know, it's customizable. <laughs> it's all this shit. But they had it. They shot a 5.56 NATO around. Now here's where the funny part comes in. <laughs> They decide to get in the vehicle behind him. The Secret Service members who are sober enough are able to walk behind the vehicles. The other ones who are actually more senior are in the vehicle behind the president. Now, 
Now he goes down. Now, here's where the funny part hits. Oswald is perched up. 250 feet moving target three rounds in six seconds. That's it. That is it. And that's all we hear about. What I think, like, so, like, it's not what I think happens, the conspiracy itself. Of course. Oswald gets off three rounds. After that first shot, the Secret Service member, the young man, (laughs) the the sober guy, (laughs) who's tired of shit, overworked, pops up with his M16, not knowing where it came from, but the second shot, he goes, but as soon as that second shot hits, the driver hits the gas. (laughs) Now... Now they're both. Now keep in mind they're both in top down. They're both in top down vehicles, right? So the first shot, I will say, it like if I believe this one the most because I love American negligence. Of course, yeah. American negligence is the conspiracy theory of all conspiracy theories. He was ready to be an American hero, but he ended up fucking up on his first day. <laughs> and that's why that's, that would be the conspiracy for me because it's like that would be my luck. Like, could you imagine like someone working at Homeland Security being like, oh yeah. Fuck, I forgot all about the Taliban. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's... We weren't even worried about those guys. Oh, shit, dude. I, I totally forgot. I didn't even remember why we were... I was wondering why we were in Afghanistan. <laughs> we're like, we're, what happened to those guys? Ah, fuck them. Who cares? It's like, it's just, <laughs> They're not important anymore. We got better yeah. things to worry about. We defeated communism. Who gives a shit about yeah. Mujahideen? <laughs> <laughs> They're on that high. Yeah, but, uh, but no, he. the gun goes down. He misfires as the gun bounces off the top of the... Uh, <laughs> the windshield and he gets a round off except it blasts the president in the fucking head (laughs) and this is where i think this is where i think first shot he misses the first shot oswald misses he goes in for the second shot and shoots kennedy and connelly that's that's when he knows and that's when he kneels down right after that second shot i don't think oswald fired another one (laughs) i think the guy with m16 put the final blow where his head just explodes and and like all of all of jfk's kindergarten members go blasting on the trunk (laughs) and the mob guys on the grassy knoll behind the fence are going oh fuck that was supposed to be our chance like damn dude just like i guess i'll go back to Go to Ruby's and have a, have a beer. Yeah, I guess we got to go back to Chicago now. Like, damn, yeah. the, C- the fucking Secret Service. Hey, I tell, guess that Cuban, tell that Cuban guy we did it. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever that Secret Service guy is, they need, he needs a so, fucking raise. Good so, shot. So, so here, here's where the, uh, the fucked up part comes in. So the Secret Service, they take off. <laughs> All right. So they take off with the president. So... The, the, some of the testimonies, and you know, eyewitness testimony is very unreliable in, in like a chaotic situation. Oh yeah, like it this. always changes. But what are the people who said said they smelled gunpowder? Um, smelled you know residue from a gun being fired right near the bridge where they passed through, and it would make sense that this weapon being shot first would give off that residue because I don't know if you've ever shot an AR-15. It does have a smell. It does. It's and, got that uh, strong gunpowder smell. And, uh, you know, if you're shooting a larger a, a larger round instead of a two two three or five five six, it's going to give off a smell. Oh, of course. So, here's the problem. That gun that the Secret Service has was retired the next day. <laughs> <laughs> this is the conspiracy that I love so much. Why in the world in 1963 would oh, you retire no. a rifle owned by the Secret Service that's only been an issue maybe a year? <laughs> retire it. I'm just picturing the meeting. That's what's getting me. These guys, these guys are having have 1911 
45 Colt, revol- uh, Colt pistols on them that have been there out since World War II. Oh, yeah. But they're going to retire an M16 developed in 1962. <laughs> All right. Uh, you're probably wondering why we called you in for this emergency meeting today. You're fired. Like, uh, that's how yeah. works. As we know, uh, the president is dead. And, you know, there's a few people looking right at, looking right at the new guy that clearly are not responsible enough for this position. Like, <laughs> you do have, like, the other conspiracies of, like, you know, the man of the grassy knoll. Oh, yeah. Time traveling. The, the, uh, mob, the, the mob and the CIA both being involved in it because Cuba was um, a, a primary place for the mob because they were setting up racketeering operations. Yeah. Also, uh, government politics were against JFK in terms mm-hmm. of the involvement in the Vietnam War. Yeah, and the, or the cabal yeah. of, of the Illuminati. <laughs> I mean, dude, it even goes to the point where it's like I was watching a series uh, about two weeks ago um, on JFK and how he was already in hot water because of the whole Marilyn Monroe thing. Mm-hmm. So even that's if another he, conspiracy unto itself. Too. Yeah, really, with her getting ki- with her either getting killed or dying, or because mm-hmm. there's a lot of different theories surrounding it. Um, the Netflix movie will explain all of that. <laughs> yeah, of course, as usual, they always this do Ar- those deep dives. This Anna Darvis just doing uppers and downers <laughs> while Robert Kennedy is just whacking in the background. <laughs> <laughs> That's my jam. <laughs> I can't keep it up. <laughs> the dude had like twelve fucking kids. Oh, dude, dude, I believe it. I mean, dude, Joe Kennedy fucked around a lot too. Yeah, like he, he like he like you know, water driving. Oh yeah, yeah. I went and saw their gra- his grave. Really? Um, not long ago, me and some buddies of mine went to D.C. and we saw Robert. This is before Ted Kennedy died, but uh, we went to Arlington and saw JFK's. That's wild. Uh, thing. Uh, we saw the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. But like, if you're looking at JFK's tomb. To the left of it, and it's very small, and I mean very fucking small, is Robert Kennedy. <laughs> and it's, oh, and it, that's he, bad. But no, he wanted something small. Oh, and it's okay. basically like a little cross because, you know, he was just, he's technically part of the admirals of the Navy, you know, he's part of the law, part yeah. of the Navy. So he has a tomb, he has a spot at Arlington, and it's very small, but it's like right beside his brother. And uh, from what I understand, Ted Kennedy's buried in that, or has a, marker there too as well right uh, which is one of the few people non-military that are buried uh, amongst military service members yeah so and the whole story of Arlington is another conspiracy <laughs> I, I actually I've not heard any conspiracies about Arlington I mean the only thing I've heard of is the uh, the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier just the different you know brainstorm sessions that have happened with that like was he a Civil War soldier was he a soldier in World War One? you know it's all different well it's a it's a, medi- it's a, it's a meaningful place for yeah. everyone who's never been identified it's more of a metaphorical uh, thing almost like 99% of everyone who's been, who's been killed in an American War has been identified finally oh yeah yeah uh, my, my favorite one is that it's stockpiled with weapons. <laughs> when shit pops off. Yeah, when shit pops off, uh, Arlington becomes becomes like a forward operating base yeah. in D.C. Every, all the graves flip <laughs> over, the bases <laughs> pop up, watchtowers, yeah. the whole yeah. nine. Yeah, <laughs> but the conspiracy is like uh, uh, Robert, Robert E. Lee, who owned the land during the Civil War, uh, sold it off to keep himself alive after the Civil War to not be executed. <laughs> that was oh, the story. Shit. That's the story. See, when you were saying he was being kept alive, I was like the fucking Walt Disney theory where oh, he he's, says, frozen he, yeah, he's frozen in a thing of like, like in a jar. I love the Family Guy version of Walt Disney. They just unfreeze him. Are the Jews dead yet? Nope, uh, put me nope. back in. Put me back in. No, I mean, Walt Disney was actually, his shit was a little wild. You've ever heard some of the theories about that? I've um, heard, uh, so I watched a deep dive into... Um, they're actually having a new documentary, uh, Light and Magic, which is about George Lucas, George Lucas and the Industrial Light and Magic. Right. But it goes, it ties into the uh, the idea that Walt Disney is the father of a 
a corporate village, basically. So his yes. idea for uh, for Disney World was the people that worked at Disney lived at Disney, yes. ate at Disney, had families at Disney, and it was a basically a corporatocracy within Florida, basically a commune on the corporate level. And it was very elaborate. You know, uh, he had he had plans to change things every so often when Disney would expand or something like that. And it would be the central hub of tourism based on Disney property. And, you know, I, I can't say what was in his mind at that time because at that time it was Snow White and Bambi, oh, yeah. Alice in Wonderland. It was all the, the basic introduction to Disney films that we watched as yeah. kids. And then... You know, he probably wouldn't have expected the lull in the 80s. Yeah. Where all the other fucking companies are coming in making kick-ass animated movies. Oh, and yeah. Shit. Yeah, of course. Of course. So, Outdoing what he had. Yeah. So basically, yeah, play, beating him at his own game. But, uh, yeah, so it was the, the, the plan to change Disney World into Disney Universe, basically. What Disney, I've always, Disney the country. What I've always said is, like, it was always, it, it was Jonestown, but with uh, gift shops and cotton candy machines. That's, That's what really, Jonestown was missing. Yeah. That's what it was missing. Yeah, it was really missing. They, the they, really, needed, the they really needed some shops of candy. I would have bought a little plushy Jim Jones. Are you kidding Fuck me? Yeah, it, just Paris. Sc- <laughs> it just screams White Knights, White Knights. <laughs> it's like, like a little AK. <laughs> you get the traveling cups with the Kool-Aid. They only have Kool-Aid, which is really weird. <laughs> fun, fun, uh, fun fact about history. They didn't have Kool-Aid. They had Flavor-Aid. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Because it was cheap. <laughs> it, we were on a budget. We were, we're a cult on a budget. <laughs> that's, that's fucking dirty, too. You, like, like, dude, you need even to be- now, Kool-Aid's like two bucks for like 10 fucking packs because you know in 1972 that shit was like nothing oh it was like, it was like a penny a pack <laughs> yeah it was a penny a pack it was easy to make too yeah, man flavor is like we get 10 per, per, per penny <laughs> see it's just half a penny whatever the fuck get your, that get, your get your flavor packs by bulk <laughs> it's like when you hear, when you hear stories you're buying them like ramen noodles <laughs> or like when you hear the transfer truck full of ramen go over and they're like damn 25 dollars just went out the <laughs> <laughs> oh my but, god uh, but the JFK one is so elaborate. And this is this is a cool thing about the, the conspiracy of JFK. This is where the conspiracy people come out of the woodwork. Oh yeah. So like before 1963, conspiracy itself was very tight knit. Uh, there was very little information in the mainstream media. There's very, and I hate saying mainstream media. And it's just Walter Cronkite telling people how it was. But like, <laughs> really, but yeah. Like just people on the news being like, "Hey, you know, this happened." This happened, this happened, this happened, and that's the way it was. And that's literally how Walter Cronkite would sign off. And that was the way it was. Yeah. And But right, right after JFK, all these people come out of the woodwork saying, no way he shot them motherfucker. No, no way he shot that guy. Or, nah, this is, the, this is the Cubans, this is the CIA, this was LBJ just, you know, shooting this motherfucker in the head. Yeah, doing a power move. Doing a power move. And, you know, probably LBJ's a very threatening motherfucker. They should put his ass on the five. Dude, <laughs> he, he... No, for real, though, he, he really was, in a lot of ways... He's um, like a modern uh, Andrew Jackson. He really was. Modern, Without the Indians. Yeah, it, it was It was just cha- switch out, you know, the Native Americans for black people. That's really what he was in terms mm. of, uh, as a president. Because he really didn't give a fuck about the civil rights movement. He just knew it was just about to get votes. Yeah. It, it, that's really what it was, to win Democratic it was votes. The, and it was part of the turn of the Democrat, the Dixiecrats and the mm-hmm. Republicans. And he was one of the last of a Dying breed, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I do love. There was a there's a book I read by Lewis uh, Black, the comedian. Oh, I who love talks, Lewis Black. He talks about that. He went to uh, UNC Chapel Hill. Wow. Okay. And uh, he talked about a story he had heard of LBJ like skull fucking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like God. 
Damn. That makes me think of the. Uh, have you ever seen um, uh, George Bush? You're welcome, America. It's a whole one man mm-hmm. show. Will Ferrell did. Yes. Well, that makes me think of the scene where he's going into the basement of the White House and he's like, "And I saw Dick Cheney getting fucked by a giant goat devil, and his <laughs> eyes were the size of light bulbs." And him going, "Kazuzahara," yeah. and he's like, "I just slammed the fucking door and ran. I yeah. was done." <laughs> my, favorite, my favorite depiction of George Bush actually is in the movie uh, Vice. I haven't Hulu. seen. I haven't seen Vice. Christian Bale plays. Dick Cheney, and oh, he gains yeah. weight. He looks like a fucking animal. He fuck. He's the shit. I gotta but, see that. But Sam Rockwell plays George Bush. Oh my and, god! Like, he's like drinking Miller Genuine Draft, and like, <laughs> hey, hey, Dick, man, do you want some hot wing, chicken wing? Laura, Laura, get some chicken wing. Like, <laughs> I need you to be my vice with that Texas fucking ad, like voice. Hey, man, I need you to be my vice. And it's like this weird fucking movie by Judd Apatow, who's just like, yeah. Oh shit! I didn't know Judd Apatow. Oh, not Judd Apatow. Uh, the guy that did a uh, bunch of like Step Brothers and shit like that. Oh, um, Adam McKay. Adam McKay. Yeah, because yeah, Judd so Apatow he, did a uh, uh, old school and uh, The Hangover. Yeah. So like that was that was the funniest story. It, oh, it goes that's into awesome. a very elaborate situ- conversation with Dick Cheney and George Bush. He's like, "Yeah, I'll be your vice as long as I'm ahead of the Department of Energy." Well, of course. And it's just like, <laughs> that, that's a little weird. Uh, and he's like, <laughs> uh, "And I need an office at Congress. I need an office in the Judiciary Branch. I need an office in the Legislative Branch." It's like. The vice president is asking a lot. The vice president is asking actually just a stand-in from the guy who shoots the president. <laughs> it's kind of like in the mob. Uh, the, the, the Genovese family has uh, two bosses. You yeah. got your ac- you have your front boss and your actual boss that works mm-hmm. in the background. Yeah, where it's like you need a face. You need a face to everything. And Bush was the face. Cheney was actually pulling the strings. I, used, I, remember, I remember hearing a joke when I was in high school. It's like you, every time I. Uh, you see Dick Cheney drinking water. George Bush doesn't speak. <laughs> I always He's loved, an elaborate puppet. <laughs> I always loved watching like the, uh, the whenever he would address Congress, and you'd mm. see Cheney sitting in the back, just staring fucking daggers in the back of his head, like say one dumb well, thing. That's why Dick Cheney stared at Donald Trump when uh, Oh Boy died. Yeah, and I'm just like, <laughs> is he gonna shoot this dude in a church? He could, and I'm like no one would really give a shit. <laughs> Everybody would expect it. Though. Even even B Rock would be like, word. Yeah, you know what? I, I don't blame you. For and one George second, Bush agree is just with being you. coddled by Michelle Obama. <laughs> Dude, he That's, was like. He loves her. I think, yeah. I think what it was, like the problem with George Bush was for the Republican Party, he just really liked black women and he couldn't say that shit. He, out loud. Could, he could. If you saw, like him and Condoleezza Rice were a great example. Just Type. the way. Always. Type. Always. That was like either his best friend or they were getting nasty. Well, yeah. At one point, they had to be. But it wasn't like. Oh, she was tough. He, oh, yeah. That, she uh, she went to fucking uh, Saudi Arabia. They told her to wear one of those hijab things. She said, fuck no. <laughs> she went to Afghanistan without that shit, too. She's like, I'll kill him. I swear to God, I'll bomb She's just walking place. around with full-ass fucking uh, military fatigues, <laughs> M16, just on point. Oh, looking she's not around. Jared Kushner. <laughs> with his suit and his little stab Oh, vest. no, Jared, Jared Kushner is just a, uh, he, he's a Harvard LARPer at that yeah. point. <laughs> but, uh, so the JFK, uh, so... I actually uh, had a book written by Bill O'Reilly. Um, he cool. writes a lot of the historical books with uh, with another ghostwriter, and it's basically the plain Jane story. And it's very like, hey, this is what happened, and these are the facts that we know. He never he never he never introduces any type of conspiracy in it. Uh, the killing Lincoln, killing JFK, both those books. Uh, he never at any point says, yeah, there's a conspiracy here. Uh, but like I said, that's just one of the top that one of the top two next, you know, not eleven oh, JFK. Yeah. These are the ones. Uh, but going into like actual conspiracies, uh, me and you, I talked about uh, MK Ultra. 
Ah, yes. So I love the story MK Ultra. of MK Ultra. So, uh, <laughs> do you know much about that story? Uh, there is quite a lot. I mean, y- you could really take it apart because it was over twenty years worth of mm. uh, experiments. I mean, you could go into the early stages where they were first experimenting with LSD, um, mm-hmm. both in special forces aspects, like the uh, British um, SAS had numerous cases of where they would take squads, wouldn't tell them a fucking thing, mm. and put them out into a obstacle course and spray fumes towards them like a fog almost but it would be all lsd so they would breathe it in and then start tripping balls so uh before darpa uh do you know what darpa is yes so darpa develops you know specialized weapons and of course chemicals uh before darpa the united states would just make shit yeah whatever whatever they want. uh there's a video that you could watch of uh giving soldiers pcp for the first time <laughs> oh no they have a cadet um a private uh, run a mile. He runs a mile. They give him PCP. Run a mile. How do you feel, soldier? I feel great. Can you another, run another mile? Of course. Runs another mile. Perfectly fine. He's sweating, but he's okay. And wheezing, but he's okay. And he says, "I can run another one without without prompting. I'll run another one." Just and ready runs, to go. And he, and he runs. He runs four or five miles before they stop him because they know he might kill him. Yeah. And they're like, "This is the wonder drug. This is what Hitler had." This is what this is what Hitler could have had, yeah, to power his SS because the the Nazis only had benzes and, and meth. meth, yeah. So, um, so Benny's and meth, which is a variation. Of, I would love that is where like, Al do a version of Benny and the Jets, but it's just Benny's and the meth. meth. <laughs> I feel like I feel like at that point that's when you. <laughs> I feel like at that point blending those together, that's when you start getting that Forrest Whitaker eye going, where yeah. you have the one eye almost shut and the other eye wide open. I know all of it now. <laughs> I have seen all. I know all. And then, and then, and then just the come down is it just like, I was in Fast Times. I was in Fast Times original high. <laughs> Rudolph, yeah, that was awesome. I, why do I feel like Rudolph Hess is the one to say some shit like that? Yeah. Um, but so so MK Ultra just like a quick you know if we were a broad a broad spectrum way of saying it was it was a form of uh, mind control yes and, and truth serum te- and, yeah truth serum and telepathy to an extent yes uh, that's kind of where it goes into that uh, the Stargate uh, concept where they were trying to open portals to other worlds unintentionally mm-hmm. from that experiment because. Stranger Things actually touches on that, but that was a yes. real fucking thing that yeah, happened. So, it was astral projection is what they were experimenting and yeah. using that. Uh, Men Who Stare at Goats was a great movie about Yes, this. that's 100% hilarious. true, too. That's what always yeah. got me with that. Because you see that scene where the guy's just popping off rounds at Fort Hood, yep. and it's just like, that actually happened. Like, yeah, for that real. That actually happened. Not Kevin Spacey with a giant red light. Just, mm, no, mm, no, mm, no, 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 no. That's scary. <laughs> <laughs> that's real scary. <laughs> but, you know, like, he might be a mutant. Kevin Spacey's, <laughs> a, Kevin Spacey's the first mutant we know. Yeah. <laughs> But the whole, just the whole aspect of let's get guys in a room with hookers and give them LSD and microdose the hooker too, and, that's, oh, and that, that was part of the San Francisco experiments. Was yeah. you know like can we can we do this this and this and see what happens? Uh, Alcatraz actually had a cool little policy. If you were part of the LSD experiments, they knocked off time on your sentence. Wow, a famous criminal got out of Alcatraz real fucking early for doing LSD experiments. Whitey Bulger. Yep, I was just about to say, he was involved in the uh, LSD experiments, which a lot of people don't realize, Mm -hmm. which I always say attributed to his 
paranoia with is paranoia psychosis <laughs> i mean the way he operated he was a completely different type of gangster he scared the shit out of his own guys constantly yeah. there's another conspiracy about him in the, uh, the sport highlight which is hilarious i'm but, interested in that that's yeah, so, cool. uh but the mk ultra was uh, you've heard of the word defenestration I actually have not heard that word before. Defenestration or defenestrate is a fancy European word for throwing someone out of a fucking window. Um, oh, there's another definition going. to it, but that's mainly what it means. It's <laughs> throwing a motherfucker out of a goddamn window. <laughs> Getting shit done. Um, kings had the ability to do this to people. We actually see it in the movie uh, Braveheart. Yep, when he, he tosses his visor He's like, tell me what you up. think in this situation, zip. <laughs> and like... That's, that's the act of defenestration is throwing someone you don't like out of a goddamn window. <laughs> the guards got me. Oh, yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. Like, walk away, motherfucker. You didn't see shit. <laughs> Call the trolley guy. He'll pick you up. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so they would they would take these uh, people who, who knew too much, who basically got high-dosed too much and threw them out of a fucking window. Yeah. Uh, there was uh, one where a guy said... Uh, there's a story about one guy they threw out of a window who fell on some bullets, which is fucking hilarious. <laughs> he fell on some bullets. Um, but it goes into, you know, timeline-wise, it goes into the 60s, 70s, and then the 80s is where it kind of pops out. Um, and a good, like, like fiction-wise, we get books like The Manchurian Candidate. Yeah, uh, the sleeper cell sort of the concept. The sleeper cell conspiracy, you know. Which all comes out after JFK dies because now people are questioning. Like, well, people are just willy nilly about the shit they're saying out loud now. If you yeah. remember, like people, like people in the United States from probably 1930 to 1950 were very conservative in what they said oh, out yeah. loud. Oh yeah, and especially but, during the 1950s, considering the the Red Scare, you had the uh, McCarthyism type things yeah. going on. You, you know, you were scared to say anything out of line because it was kind of like being under a monarchy you say something negative about the king you end up being you end up going missing nobody you know ever knows was, what you happens know, uh, to someone you. famous who was accused of being a communist who's that nancy reagan really before she was nancy reagan really reagan was a uh, head of the film actors guild and oh uh, or, or, well not film actors guild was a film actor or something because uh, i know he was an actor for yeah, a while oh, yeah. but he saved her ass uh, well, I've he heard a lot her. about her. And then he married her. Yeah, like her, her <laughs> Hollywood blowjobs. Yeah. 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 Be- oh. Best blowy in Hollywood from Nancy Reagan. That was that what always got chicken me. chicken from fucking Hollywood, LA. <laughs> they Shit. call her rubberneck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I saw a news article online. Uh, some old actress was talking about uh, fucking John Wayne, and he would uh, she would put his head between her thighs and make him say the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> what the fuck? And you know what's fucked up? I could see John Wayne even doing that, but I don't know how she could listen to, yeah, you like that? Nah. You like that, Nance? <laughs> I, you know, he was probably a dislike women dominating the shit out of him. I, You know what? I, I could see walking into some seedy-ass motel room, see John Wayne bent over, get some whipped. bad times to L.R.E.L. <laughs> storyline. <laughs> oh my God, that's John Wayne. <laughs> that's a great that's a great movie to watch if you want to talk about conspiracy. What's that? The uh, Bad Times at the L.R.E.L. It's a movie and it's fucking fantastic. I've seen 10. the name. I yeah. haven't heard it. I haven't watched it. Chris Hemsworth did it. Really? And it's weird as shit seeing him as a cult leader. <laughs> oh, dude, I gotta watch that. Yeah, then. you gotta watch it. John Hamm's in it. It's it's fucking packed. Wow. The, Jeff Bridges. Oh hell yeah, dude! And I'm just like the fucking soundtrack's fantastic. I gotta check that I, out. I always want to do a whole thing about movies too. But like, oh, dude, it, I, time. I'm here for it. <laughs> so, you know, we, we talked about JFK 9/11. 
MK Ultra. Uh, another one that's actually real is Operation Paperclip. Uh, yeah, bringing the uh, Nazi scientists over to the U.S. Uh, after the Second World War. Einstein mm. was uh, kind of grandfathered in mm. uh, with Operation Paperclip. That one always got me because with Operation Paperclip, have you ever heard of uh, Unit 731 from Japan? Yes. Uh, I actually talked to my dad about this uh, not long ago. Um, it's about the difference of when people think not, uh, World, War I, World War II started. When did World War II start, do you know? Uh, well, in Europe, it started in 1939. But however, in the Far East, it started in 1933 with the Japanese invasion of Manchuria. Yes. It just depends on perspective, what, perspective and where you really feel like the flashpoint took yeah. place. And yes, yeah, 731 was another, like, Holocaust, like... Essentially, Basically. yes. Yeah. It was. It was. It's taking the, because that's where. Uh, honestly, I feel like that's where DARPA really kind of came out of, um, in terms of foundation. Because Unit Seven Thirty One laid the foundation for biological warfare, the use of chemical weapons. I mean, chemical weapons were already being utilized. Yes, in the First World War with gas warfare, and also in the Second World War. But this, they actually had human subjects to where mm. the United States was like. It told the doctor, the head of the entire thing, "We'll give you amnesty as long as you give us all of your." research yeah, and uh, like I'll, I'll, uh, it's kind of fucked up how much things came out of the nazi regime yeah uh like the the tons and tons and tons of scientific research that came of out of course nuclear uh, weapons so you um operation paperclip though especially for nazis uh, einstein was able to do it because he worked with oppenheimer mm -hmm. but he wasn't a nazi no um, but he was able to immigrate over here to work on the manhattan project and uh, Oak Ridge in Tennessee, which I've never seen. I've heard it's pretty cool to see. I ha I haven't seen it. I I've heard the same thing though. I've heard nothing but cool things about that. Yeah, and then uh, you know you had the Los Alamos uh, testing the Trinity bombs. And stuff the funny like thing it. is, my birthday is the uh, anniversary of the Trinity test. Fuck yeah! That that's like Where the one desert of glass. Yeah, of course, gotta love it. The that's big fucking, flesh. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's like some comic book shit. <laughs> yeah, for for real, right? I might as well. I, I wish I had like some kind of cool character arch where I get mutated from it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so in Operation Paperclip, it was the rise of communism right after, right after the fall of, uh, in May of '45, and you know, communist anti-communist fervor was kicking in too. Yeah, not so much. People were like not understanding that Nazis were nationalists and socialists, which are two broad ends of right and left. Yeah, coming be, together, coming together, and uh, we we talked about it down there. You know what the America is, and you have the circle of right and left that meet in the middle and create Nazis. Which I still love that concept. Instead of it's just two different sides, it's a whole circle of yes. a political spectrum. Yeah, pol po policy is a circle. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the understanding that, oh, wait, the Nazis were just this close to being communists. Yeah. Because the word socialist means communist in a lot of people's minds, um, even though they have fire departments and police yeah, which is of a course. socialist fucking concept oh another concept that came out of uh, uh, the Nazi party was also maternity leave yeah. I don't know if anybody and really not knows and not smoking <laughs> and <laughs> being was... crisp as fuck I don't know why like for some reason they're like viewpoints on people fucking awful but their own people when it came to health great Oh, yeah. Primmed, proper, take care of yourself. Here's some health places, Don't fuck gyms. that person. Don't fuck that person. <laughs> Here's a condom, which is ironic because Hitler got syphilis. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people just... in MK Ultra got syphilis, too. <laughs> Go figure. Yeah, you're losing your fucking mind, and like you're looking down, and you're seeing the stars, and it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then you look up, you see the ground getting faster and faster. <laughs> Everything's getting so fast. Yeah. <laughs> and like, going into like, Operation Paperclip itself, uh, NASA is the biggest 
thing we've got out of Operation Paperclip. Yes. Um, there's a woman. I'm trying to remember her name. She wrote a book. Uh, there's two women. There's that one, Jill Hunt, uh, who wrote a, 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 a who used FOIA, the Freedom of Information Act, right when it came out to nice. find out all this information about Operation Paperclip. Nice. And she had done all this research. It was stacks and stacks. And this is before computers. So this is stacks and stacks and stacks of paper. Yeah. With fucking Sharpies written through shit. And it was just like cheap, cheap. Redacted, fit, redacted, redacted, redacted. Yeah. The greatest word the government's ever created. It's their favorite word. It's their favorite <laughs> word. And fuck you. <laughs> All Which, one word. And fuck you also becomes plausible deniability. Yeah. And so, so she, she did all this research, and we find out that Warner Von Braun, who was actually the head scientist of a concentration camp, um, in all rights, his concentration camp was just as bad, if not worse, than Auschwitz itself. Jesus. So Mengele, who had no predilection for coming to America... Hell no. ...is dead, we assume. We do also say that they went to Argentina. Brazil. Brazil, Argentina, yeah. South America. Always. There is actually a small little town in Argentina full of whites that are a yep. lot of... There's a lot of twins. Yep. Uh, blonde hair, blue eyes, and yeah. white skin. They're cool. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're all right. They're that, cool. That, I bet they, <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't attribute... They didn't... Uh, their Spanish isn't as good as their German. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, every time they stretch, they do this hand movement. <laughs> Reach toward the sky. <laughs> and so, this is one thing Alex hates that I do, is I keep bringing up Nazis. Because I keep ruining the something good for you. Because it's not good for you. Is it, Alex? No, he, he waves no. He waves no. Looks like a psychopath. But with Operation Paperclip, we get things like NASA, and the list is pretty long. Um, the idea of transplant organs came from uh, Nazi Germany. Yes, it did. Uh, I'm a transplant patient. I have someone else's kidney inside of me. Oh shit! Sure. I'm actually on the line of whether or not Nazis are good or bad. They're bad, but. Like, <laughs> I like my cell phone and like my new kidney. So. Well, the funny thing is you say that too and I'm an organ donor so it's like go figure. Like, yeah. It's a conspiracy. They don't save you when you're in a car crash. <laughs> yeah, whatever. It's Everybody heard right. that growing up. Yeah, of course. They told me that when I was putting even at the DMV they told me that. I'm like, listen, you're not going to convince me otherwise. Yeah. It's fine. That's how I became a Republican at the DMV. <laughs> It, it was just written down for me. No shit. That's how I became. I'm a registered Republican. I'm the most liberal motherfucker you probably meet, but I'm still listening. I get all kinds of fucking hate Republican propaganda. on paper. I get all kinds of hate propaganda in the mail. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> but uh, surprised they haven't keyed your car. Uh, that's when I'll change. That's when keying people's cars. Ooh, gotta start registering different. I'm gonna go independent this year. So. uh We'll we'll do a whole episode about just yeah. Operation Paperclip and probably just the Nazis themselves. That yeah, probably is three part on it. series. Yeah, no, <laughs> that, that really goes in depth because there's a lot of research to go into. There's a lot of things because you could break that up where there's a lot of experiments, uh, different mechanical innovations, scientific mm. innovations. You know, you name it. There's something in there that's affected American society at some point. Yeah. So me and you talked at length about this when we were in West Virginia. Oh yeah, which is a great place to. Say this kind of stuff out loud in yeah. someone's bar, in a basement, <laughs> with nobody the around, <laughs> in the middle of the woods. Yeah, exactly. You're living your best Ruby Ridge life. Well, yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Except you don't have the fear. 90s of these- terrorism is weird. <laughs> Dude, like, the 1990s, the early 90s was always the weirdest time for me. Like, that's a great conspiracy theory. It's the Branch Davidians and uh, the... David Koresh. Uh, yeah, because we Ridge, talked about that. The white death. nationalists, AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> Very weird time. It was, yeah. like, the 1970s crossed with uh, just 
modern day, present day, really. Mm. Uh, it was just instead of skinheads now, most like uh, white right, white uh, supremacist right guys are all yeah. got comb overs for some reason. The fashion changed, and well, that has this del- actually has this delves into uh, Britain's nationalization nationalization during the eighties under the punk scene. Yeah, um, have you ever seen? Um, uh, oh my God, uh, this is Britain. Yeah. That's one of my favorite, that whole movie anthology, there's like four different movies, uh, different variations of This Is, mm. but it goes in depth about that, about yeah. how uh, one kid, um, the main character, his father was killed in the Falklands War, mm. and it breeds uh, hate in him towards people of other nationalities, because a lot of the guys grew up without father figures, and yeah. it's exemplified in that. Um, and a cool thing, I, I think, is with... With Operation Paperclip, there's so many side stories. Yeah. Um, I think we talked about Puma and Adidas. Have, did we talk about that? No. So, uh, during the 1936 Olympics, you know, uh, Jesse Owens, uh, the Americas are playing in Munich. It's fantastic. A lot of Nazi flags flying <laughs> around. Everybody's cool about eugenics for some reason. Yeah, it seems um, to be the top of conversation. And then Jesse Owens just starts kicking ass. Okay. And this isn't the first time a non-white had done this. Uh, early on... Um, I'm trying to remember his name. Um, greatest athlete of the 21st century, or 20th century, um, was a Native American half white guy uh, back oh, in wow. the, back back after World War One or before World War One, and he was kicking ass. He ran he ran like a 440 with no shoes on and beat everybody. Holy shit! His calluses are probably like fucking concrete. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> Jason Momoa is going to play him in a movie. No way. Okay. Uh, but you know Jesse Owens, you know kicks ass. You know. Um, and it kind of dispels the whole Aryan myth. Yeah, right in front of the German population. The, the, the Germans. And um, before that, when Jesse Owens came over, uh, it's it's normal for the host country to supply the supplies for the athletes. Javelins, shot puts, the tracks, the stadiums, everything, down to the shoes. Wow. At that time, there was two guys who owned a shoe company, part of Germany, part of the Nazi rank and file. Go companies, figure. <laughs> uh, refused to give Jesse Owens shoes. Oi. One brother is like, fuck that. I'm keeping, I'm down with the SS. I'm not giving this motherfucker shoes. In so many words in German. <laughs> and, <laughs> and we and know how, how lovely that language sounds. Just angry and terrifying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but going into the next part of it, the brother's like, well, no, he. This is the Olympics, motherfucker. This is for the world. Yeah. And he's like, I'm giving Jesse Owens some fucking shoes. And so Jesse Owens gets the shoes. Well, the brothers have kind of a, a push-pull mechanic of their company. Right. Well, one brother leaves. Says, fuck this. I'm going to the United States. I'll make my own goddamn shoes. Oh, shit. And that is where Adidas come from. Wow. The other brother stayed in Germany and created Puma. Wow. So those two brands that we know and love today had their roots in whether or not to give Jesse Owens some motherfucking shoes. That's so fucking crazy to think about. And I, I think about their products and how similar they are in terms of design. It's the exact same thing, just a different label. And that's on. the great thing about history and just conspiracy alone. Yeah. Is these individuals are larger than life. Oh, yeah. A great one is uh, Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah. He's yeah, just this batshit crazy guy who likes to hunt and then I, I have a be, feeling. A, be a conservative about conservation yeah and keeping protecting bears. national parks but everything else is fair game <laughs> so like, yeah i can kill i can kill a shit ton of panamanians <laughs> we're going to guam boys yeah, yeah why not it's what? there i thought we were conserving what the fuck are we doing imperialism's great isn't it <laughs> it's the bees knees as it's the kids say, the kids say. 
I don't know what the kids say now. I heard the word bussin. Oh my licked. god. <laughs> when I first heard that, I'm like, who the hell is busting a nut? Why are we why are we busting nuts about when this? When Cap gets here, we'll, we'll be uh, I feel like an dragging old... him down on that one because that's the one who uses it more than anybody. Bro, I feel like such an old man whenever I kid my wife, she's only two years younger than me, and she uses those fucking terms, and I'm sitting here like, what the fuck are you saying, man? What has happened to American slang? <laughs> I love it. I, just like I still remember when swag was a thing, and even then I was like, "Ew!" <laughs> I love, I love the ever evolution of our language. It's hilarious. It, it's like it, it somehow evolves, but it also backtracks. It, it's like uh, uh, the Sisyphus concept. Yeah, you where keep pushing up, pushing a rock up a hill, and it rolls right back down. <laughs> yeah. um, and we've covered just a few, but like just to keep going, um, are there any ones that you think are just like top tier that? Like bottom, like in the depths. Well, we're going for the top down. So we've already hit the big ones. So like MK Ultra, JFK, 911. I suppose the next Probably. logical step moving down would be Operation Mockingbird. Have you ever heard? Yes, of- I love Operation Mockingbird. <laughs> Me too. Because uh, you guys like music. Are you down with the party? <laughs> and, it's like a, and it's like a reverb sound. Oh, of, of course. Smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Subliminal messaging, listening, observing what each and every American is into in terms of entertainment. I mean, it, it breaks it down to how are we going to best find people that are wor- that are going to work for us? And how do we get rid of people that are going to be a problem for mm. us? So... Mockingbird was a, a series of radio broadcasts mm-hmm. with subliminal messaging. That's basically what it narrows it down to, which is a very cool, like, like a detective comic. Yeah, <laughs> or it's got detective that novel kind of feeling it's to it. It's just like, I gotta stop the corporations from subliminal messaging people. Or you could say it's Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. <laughs> oh, dude, now you just left a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> that's basically Operation Mockingbird. You're not a bunch ro- of kids. You're not wrong. It's just damn dude it's like village Silver of the damn shamrock <laughs> and some people listen to this you're gonna have that song stuck in their fucking head for life okay, i'm one of them yeah. <laughs> Silver shamrock but uh that, that's, what, that's, that's what it was the director is part of the illuminati he's part of the fucking mockingbird oh, yeah, he's like yeah, just yeah, telling yeah. people of course of course like, uh we have a we have someone uh, we've had in the podcast but paul shout out to paul uh but we had talked about stanley kubrick and his batshit crazy ass and how uh, oh jeez oh wait we forgot the biggest one the moon landing I forgot oh all about it. Oh my god, it. yes. You know why I forgot about it? Because it's bullshit. <laughs> I'm curious to hear what you have to say. I love the moon landing. It's it's the greatest conspiracy uh, next to JFK 9-11. Oh yeah, Because there's visual proof of someone walking on the moon. They're just like, that's bullshit. I call bullshit on that. That didn't happen. Yeah, that didn't happen. <laughs> Look at him. His spacesuit comes right off. This guy's a phony. He's a phony. <laughs> Kill that motherfucker, throw him in the trunk. <laughs> and Stanley Kubrick's like, I'm going to make a movie called The Sheening. <laughs> but everybody calls it The Shining for some reason. Yeah. You know Stephen King hates that fucking movie? Oh, yeah. Because, well, he completely... He, he, he changed ignores, the story. Yeah, he ignores he all ignore, I, I don't read. Fuck that. I'm making my own movie from it. Yeah. I read the back of the book. That's good enough. But uh, we had talked about on the show how much I hate Stanley Kubrick and his stupid <laughs> really? fucking movies. Uh, really? He only made, like... I made the joke like he only made one good movie. It was like Full Metal Jacket, which well, that, is actually just two movies. Yeah, it is really two movies because the mid-part boot camp and uh, when they actually go to Vietnam, it feels like you're watching two separate films, which yeah. it was supposed to be like that. Yeah, but uh, just the, the conspiracy that Stanley Kubrick uh, leaves like subliminal imagery and messages yeah. in The Shining to say that, yeah, I, I filmed the Apollo missions to the moon and I'm just like, I remember it's, it's hearing apo- about it's like that apology and I'm just like that's fucking stupid <laughs> like even I love conspiracies I fucking 
love them. I love fiction. And, <laughs> and I'm just like, that is terrible writing. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. Like, you guys really did This sounded like it was an amphetamine trip gone mm-hmm. wrong. Like, you're just yeah. like, this is what it is. I just see I'm more, that. I'm more inclined to believe that Katy Perry is Jean Benet Ramsey. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that, that Stanley Kubrick faked the moon landing. <laughs> she's not dead. See, she's right there on stage. <laughs> no, no, she was pretty dead on that concrete pad in the basement. <laughs> hey, don't tell them that. They'll yeah. sue you. <laughs> yeah. That's another one. That's another one. Oh, what dude, that, that one's so bad. Conspiracy murder is hilarious. I just love like the their... juice. <laughs> Wait, what was it? The juice. Okay. <laughs> Everybody knows Dave Chappelle did it. Oh my god! Oh no! I, I I just can't get over the John Benet Ramsey thing though. That, yeah, that's, that's just wild. But yeah, the moon landing was you know it was, it was to not only win at the space race. But I would actually love we actually have someone here who does the Kiss podcast on the network, uh, Russ Ward, and he has a lot of information about NASA. Right. But I would just love to do a podcast with him, going into the story of. Not even not even just the space program itself, but the moon landing too. Yeah. So I'm going to save a lot of my comments on that one. Yeah. No. Of course. Of course. That. But yeah, the moon landing being fake. I actually worked with some people who believe that. Who uh, a friend of mine, who was close friend of mine, who believed that the moon landing wasn't real. He finally came around, and I hate to say it that he came around to <laughs> what happened. Uh, I thought you were about to say, I'm glad he came around, which is ironic because he's a flat earther. I thought we were going to segue into that. Dude, I start, now, I can remember this like the back of my hand. Friday the 13th, January of 2016, oh, no. I started a job at a place at 4 in the morning. I go in there and I start cooking, and I'm talking to this guy I've never met before. And he's awesome. You know, we're working, we're bullshitting, and he liked to talk. I right. love to talk. Of course. That's why I have a podcast with some friends. <laughs> Somebody will listen. That's why I was invited to do a podcast about bullshit. <laughs> um, and we start talking about flat earth, and I just shut the fuck up. And I'm just like, he believes it. He straight up believes that. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah they're. That's real. That's straight up real. You're, oh my god, you're the patience of a saint, dude. I, no, I would feel oh, like I was gonna it. blow That's, up. You know, I love talking. I can say, yeah. Well, well, I'm not gonna name him by name, but I was just like, hey man, tell me what. Well, just tell me how. What is it about flat Earth? I'm 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 not mocking you. I'm not treating you bad. I yeah. genuinely want to know about the flat Earth. And he talks about it's a dome. It's a conspiracy by yeah. whites. It's this that. And then we started getting on race. And then I heard one I had never heard before, which is rare. And when I hear a new one, I jump on it. Of course. His theory was, and it's not just his theory, it's an actual part of Flat Earth. Um, Whites are not beholden to Earth. They're Uh, not from Earth because they don't look like everyone else on Earth. Right, right. You know, their eyes are, are blue, which means they have no pigment. Which and yeah. their skin is extremely pale, and yeah. thus that means they're not from here. Even though most races across the spectrum are darker, except for whites, and I loved hearing it. I was just like, "Keep yeah. going, man! I'll stay. Yeah, I'll work an extra two hours. Today. Yeah, <laughs> I'll work a ten-hour day. I don't give a fuck. Tell me. <laughs> I'm getting paid to listen to this shit. Tell, tell, tell me more of your batshit crazy stuff." <laughs> Well, I'm selling cheeseburgers and lotto tickets. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. That's like the best combination to be selling while you're listening to the shit. Yeah. It's like listening to you, uh, one of those conspiracy podcasts. <laughs> but, but no, the, the flat earth is... Um, and there, there are variations. I didn't realize this. There are subcultures within the flat earth community. No way. Uh, and they kind of they kind of rip each other apart. Uh, wow. One is... Um, the dome theory one is the ridgeline theory where it's like a wall of ice similar to the viking belief that the right. world kind of 
tips over itself. Uh, there are ones who believe that the stars are fake. Yeah. Uh, other ones are that planets do exist that are round except for Earth. Um, wow. And, and there's just so many yeah. sub, sub parts to the story. But my favorite thing about Flat Earth is there was a guy, and I think you remember this, who built a rocket himself and then crashed and died, tried to prove the Earth is flat. <laughs> I'm just like, that is fucking fantastic. I mean, I don't wish death or ill will except for a sum of people. But that is the greatest that thing is, ever. That is fucking hilarious. That is awesome. That's like OJ looking for the real killer. <laughs> Launching an investigation himself. It, it makes me think While of that. on golf courses in Florida. <laughs> it makes me think of that fucking, that episode of SpongeBob where like, he's going, he's becomes the hall monitor and he's going after the, the bikini bottom maniac and it's just himself he's chasing after. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I love it so much. Um, and so, going into like, do you know any like more like secretive ones that are that's like low tier? The Finders of Lost Children. So yeah, so you messaged me about that. Tell us about that. The Finders of Lost Children cult is, well, it is a cult, but it goes into the concept of human trafficking. Children it, it are involved in the human trafficking. It started out from this investigation that was launched following uh, somebody, I believe it was in. Pensacola, Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pensacola, Florida. Oh, it's Florida. You know, oh, it's, dude. You know it's true. <laughs> well, it's about to get really fucking crazy. Hold on a second. Wait till you hear this. These uh, One of the neighbors, one of these people living in the city, saw a white van mm-hmm. with two guys, very well-dressed, suit, tie, whole nine yards, and at least nine children. These children all were dirty, disheveled, unkempt, looked completely unhappy and malnourished. So, naturally woman who sees it calls the cops cops come over arrest the two guys after questioning them mm-hmm. and they take the kids in you know make sure they're safe they ask the kids their names they're all named after different uh members of american history there's a kid named thomas jefferson there's a kid named ben franklin there's a kid named mary todd there's like all of them are named after key figures in american the kid history ben franklin was probably the smartest of the bunch what's that <laughs> the kid named ben franklin was probably the smartest of the bunch. <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> but they um these two guys turn out to be uh after they take them to trial they turn out to be cia operatives okay uh with 10 plus years under their belts like been in the now were they like concurrent in the cia while this is happening or were they former cia i think they were concurrent and I think they were just about to be out of the CIA. It was like their last couple of months. Mm-hmm. And well, they end after they take them into trial, the whole thing gets thrown out because the CIA explains, we're going to launch our investigation. We all know how it goes when the CIA investigates itself. Well, one of the... Do e- we? <laughs> anybody who's still alive, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> they, they're, if they're Shut smart the fuck enough. up, man. The phones are on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just heard a click. That means they're listening. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, but following that, CIA launched an investigation, and whoopty fucking do, as we all know. And what time, what time is this? This it was in the 1980s. Okay. This was in the early Reagan mid-80s. Era. Yeah, Reagan era, uh, 85, 86. And oh, the coolest part of the 80s. Oh, the, the best music. Rockets blowing up, Chernobyl going yep. loud, and uh, Three Mile Metallica out. Masters of Puppets going yeah. out. It was just a... Cavalcade of hits. Just constant hits, man. <laughs> but uh, following this, um, one of the PPD officers, a detective, decides to launch his own investigation, goes in debt, starts 
uh, linking up with other mm-hmm. law enforcement bodies in other cities, which at that time is fucking unheard of, unless you're going after the mob. Yeah. Um, turns out, as this thing blows up more, there are two locations that this cult turned out to be operating in. I'm cutting out a lot of information. Yeah. There's so much oh, we'll you can go, go into. Deep all this, but it like, really is interesting. Um, there are two locations that the cult was operating out of. One in Florida, which was a warehouse, which they eventually raided and found classrooms, bedrooms, full-on cots. I mean, yeah. hundreds of, uh, not hundreds of the beds, but tons of beds. Like, it, it was like a whole commune inside this old factory along with maps with different markers on them throughout the United States, mm. uh, different notes between both locations. The second location was an apartment building in Washington, D.C., not even four blocks away from the U.S. Capitol building yep. that they were also operating out of. And the craziest thing is that the head of all this was a former United States Air Force colonel, highly decorated, and he had been running this whole thing it was pretty much to the point that it was kind of like Jonestown in a way, but it was more so of like a secret society that was operating with former government members. Like the women were primarily there as brood mares, okay. um, have as much children as possible, uh, have very large families, and then pretty much indoctrinate the kids to become other members of the cult. The cult also influenced American politics. They had a hand in almost everything mm-hmm. in government. Yeah. And there's a lot that goes into this in terms of, I mean, one of the members, not the colonel, but the guy right below him, his second in command, was actually had a YouTube channel that he was pretty much saying, oh, this is all bullshit, this never happened, you know, it's sensationalized. But if you go to this other YouTube channel called We've Read the Documents, this guy goes full on into all the police reports using the Freedom of uh, Information Act, police reports, Mm -hmm. uh, redacted documents from the FBI. They were doing a stakeout and saw cars coming in and out constantly, vans coming in and out constantly with kids coming out, and then other kids being loaded in and transported. Like, it was a whole fucking network operated under the guise of the U.S. government, and the government wasn't doing anything. Keep in mind, there's all local law enforcement bodies taking part in this trying to go after them it was just a local police department and i believe the either the dea or the atf i think it was the dea at the time because the dea back then had no respect i mean they were going after pablo escobar but really they were one of the smallest agencies at that time especially during the 1980s because everybody you know wanted to be fbi cia stuff like that yeah and you know the, the DEA counter working against the CIA with the Contras and everything. Yeah, and that's like because the DEA, the CIA, and the FBI have always been kind of working against one another. The FBI and the CIA kind of work hand in hand for the most part. I mean, they, they yeah. usually operate in the same areas nine yeah. times out of ten. But that goes to American negligence. Oh yeah, no, of course, of course. <laughs> we don't talk to each other. We don't talk. The TSA does not contact <laughs> Homeland Security. <laughs> it's like it's like you're trying to call your ex-wife nine times out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I gotta call. I gotta call the FBI about what? What do you gotta talk to them for? Yeah. We gotta. They gotta help us with the investigation. No, they don't. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah, fuck them. They're assholes. The one dude, <laughs> Johnson, over like four offices down, took my parking space. Fuck you, Craig. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, just like a version of the office, but it's the CIA. It's just the CIA getting pissed off at everybody else across the hallway. Welcome to Langley. <laughs> <laughs> Some Steve Carell motherfucker is like the head of the fucking Homeland Security. I low-key want Josh Brolin to be in it. Oh, God. He'd be threatening yet funny. Exactly, because that was how James Spader was in the office. That's the only person I could feel that would uh, fit that criteria. And it just starts that, 
Have you, well, have you seen that show uh, Inside Job on Netflix? It's a cartoon show about conspiracies. I've seen bits and pieces. I have to sit down and actually Christian watch Slater's it. Christian Slater's in it. It's fucking fantastic. Really? Yes. Dude, I gotta watch that then. I they work Christian in a company Slater. called uh, Incognito Inc. <laughs> Cognito, it's what's called Cognito Inc. Con Inc. And it's just like you spread, you rearrange the like it, the sign changes into like incognito, incognito, yeah. And they're run by the Illuminati, and they're of just course. like and the Illuminati are really like we really like what she has to say. Promote her. <laughs> the Mothman's in it. He's part of the HR department. He's played by Hannibal Burris. Oh, dude, that's the best. No, no, Rod Funches. Rod Funches. Oh, that's even He's better. Like, oh my god. I'm the Mothman. I'm a Mothman. <laughs> <laughs> And that, that, we're going to Point Pleasant for that, so I'm just really excited. Hell yeah! To do the Mothman, um, like this whole thing, man, it really blew me away because it kind of goes into another conspiracy theory—the whole QAnon thing, the Cabal concept. Because it was like it the, was the, say, the stages of like these guys are pedophiles, even though these other guys are actual pedophiles. Where they're moving children and doing this and that. It's kind of like the beat and switch concept. Yeah. Hey, look at this, but meanwhile, we're going to do this over yeah. here. You know, yeah. we're going to start... those for the things you're doing. Oh, yeah, dude. It's yeah. like a smart criminal. You you want to start... You want to make, like, an explosion happen on the other side like of town so you can go rob this bank, bank because yeah. the police response is going to be as strong. That's some hillbilly Kentucky bank robbing right you're there. you damn right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, you know... Yeah, that's, that's probably the one I wouldn't want to go too deep dive in because yeah. it delves into that's how you wind up like you know, really nasty shit like the adrenochrome thing, and that's where you wind up you know with like three bullets in the back of your head, but it's ruled as a suicide. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he kept shooting. He just kept shooting. That's he what was... happened to uh, Mayweather Lewis, uh, Lewis and Clark. He killed himself. He shot himself twice in the head with a musket ball revolver uh, uh, rifle. Shot himself, reloaded. And shot himself again. It, it's insane. Uh, but that's a good word to uh, you know stop for right now. Yeah. Um, thank you for coming. Uh, I yeah. can't wait to do this again. Um, uh, and we'll just uh, deep dive into another conspiracy. Uh, definitely. Uh, maybe the moon landing. Maybe nine eleven. Could be anywhere, really. I anywhere. honestly enjoyed enjoyed the whole conversation. Um, or my favorite, Rome doesn't exist. <laughs> is that like Ohio doesn't exist? No, no, no but this one is uh, the the idea of what Rome used to be, the ancient Rome, never existed. And I'm just like, <laughs> you got some balls on you, bitch. And it's a wo- the woman who does it. And I'm just like, you got some balls, bitch. <laughs> I mean, dude, the whole I, that's honestly, I'd love to talk about that's that. Great that's great. Think about the podcast. We can say whatever the fuck we want. Yeah, within theory, within theory. <laughs> well, thanks everyone for listening. Anyone at the Discord, please let us know what you want to hear next. Yeah. Uh, my name is Chris Morrison. And again, thank you, Quinn, for showing up. I can't Anytime. wait until we uh, do the uh, next one about the Wendigo.